You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. You want to search Twitter at Locked On Hornets to follow us there on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Locked On Hornets on Instagram at Locked On Hornets. This episode is brought to you by our friends at draft.com. If you love fantasy basketball, then you need to try our favorite app. It's called the Draft app. Search your Apple App Store, your Google Play Store (laughs) for for the Draft app and play fantasy basketball with us there. Follow me on Draft at L-O-H Doug. I'm Doug Branson. I host this show uh, with my friend David Walker. David, how are you? I'm good, Doug. My New Year's resolution, I like to start them uh, closer to the end of January, but my New Year's resolution (laughs) for this year, for the Nest, for you guys, is to work on the lighting uh, when we do the live shows. Um, But just bear with us. Um, There's some changes going on. Uh, Nothing big, but uh, just some change of scenery. Uh, I have some natty light going on right now, some natural light for you guys, uh, not in the biz. Um, Wow. We'll fix that. Oh, I thought I thought you meant like like natty light, like <laughs> alcohol. I thought there's okay, there's a change of scenery. There may be a change of uh, a lot of, of, of personality. Uh, <laughs> maybe getting a lot sadder. Nice. The lighting, the lighting is sad. Also, the life may be sad. No, okay, good. You're talking about natural, actual, just natural light. Yeah, natty light. Okay, <laughs> we've we've done more to confuse the listener than anything. I think at this point. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the all-star reserves that were announced yesterday. Uh, we've got some things going on in the NBA. John Wall calling J.J. Barea a midget. Got to talk about that. Uh, we've got a, a great listener question from our guy Danny on the chat. By the way, if you are not, if you haven't watched us live on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Lockdown Hornets, you are missing some great uh, interaction on the nest. We've got Mob in the nest, Double um, M15, Jack, Always a good time on the nest. You can ask us questions there live. So join us, youtube.com forward slash Lockdown Hornets. We also broadcast live on our Twitter account. Later on in the show, we will also tackle this game tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans. Again, every game at this point crucial for the Charlotte Hornets as they try to get back into playoff contention in the Eastern Conference. That is their their stated goal. Uh, that's what Michael Jordan told the Charlotte Observer that uh, he's frustrated with the results so far, but at the same time, he has not given up on this team, and they have every intention of getting back into playoff contention. So we will uh, we'll go over the scenarios that could allow that to happen. But first, David, you are our resident all-star game expert, and I know you were excited yesterday to hear that the uh, reserves were announced what were your first thoughts? Reserves out of the Eastern Conference, Kyle Lowry, Bradley Beal, John Wall, Victor Oladipo were the guards, Kevin Love and Kristaps Porzingis, your forwards, and then the center, Al Horford. Good selections there. Big snubs? Oh, it's snub season, baby. Um, <laughs> I think I was a little surprised to see Drummond not make it. I think there had been a lot of talk around him, even though the center position 
is uh, has gone by the wayside. Um, I, you know, I thought he had played well enough and had enough buzz around the Pistons that he might be able to make it. He was surprised as well on Twitter saying, I guess I got to start doing backflips after every point I score to get attention around here. LMAO on to the wow. next. I mean, listen, <laughs> Andre, if you did Andre. that, it certainly would not hurt your cause. I would, I would retweet an Andre Drummond backflip after every point. Yeah. Don't I mean, say they, it if you can't back it up, Andre. They continue to reward uh, winning, especially with the coaches' vote in the name of the reserves. I think you look at somebody like John Waldug, who now earlier in the day yesterday, you kind of semi smugly texted me that low, uh, that John Wall had not made some of the, you know, predictive. Uh, reserve list. Yeah, Zach, Lo- Zach Lowe uh, did not put John Wall. In fact, Kimball Kimball Walker made a few uh, of the sort of pundit lists of all stars because you know a lot He's of been better than John Wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people are are not taking in. I, I think a lot of pundits will will discount winning a little bit and and yeah. factor in more value to the team because I think when yeah. you put look when you put Kimball Walker side-by-side statistically with players like John Wall and Bradley Beal. I think both of those players, when you put those players side-by-side, Brad Beal and John Wall will win those fights. They will win the the numbers fight. Take that for data. But when you're talking about value to the team, it's, it's just unquestioned what Kimball Walker brings to the Charlotte Hornets and what the Charlotte Hornets are without Kimball Walker. So, yeah. And plus, he had that all-star pedigree now that he made it last year. So some, sometimes it's easier for guys to just check that box when they've been there before. Now that may have fallen in Wall's favor too, as well. But I mean, no, no big um, gripes here. I think the whole all-star thing has just been consumed with you know this um, uh, the, the the captains' choices that are that are to be coming up and. There's so much talk around this All-Star game. It feels like it's forever away. I guess it's, what, uh, three weeks or so away. But, yeah, I mean, winning's always going to get you in. Um, no big issues with with any of those picks. Oladipo is certainly the guy I have my eye on because he deserved to be there, what he's done for Indiana this year. And, man, look back at that trade. One team got an All-Star in Indiana. The other one, Paul George. Listen, it's hot out All-Star. west. That's the thing. That's the trade-off, right? And and every and, and I'm sure Paul George knew that yeah. as well, that when he went out west, uh, that it was going to be more difficult to make All-Star games. It's going to be more difficult uh, to make all, you know, all NBA teams. It's just mm-hmm. that's that's the price you pay for getting to go out there and be competitive and, you know, he, he looks. Paul George is. He, I think he's thinking about the long term as well. I don't know. You know, I think he's thinking about Los Angeles. I think he's thinking about other things other than making the All Star game this year when he made that decision, or, or, yeah. or when or when the decision was made for him to move uh, to <clears throat> Oklahoma City. The, the the one thing that's funny for me, a real the last thing is the Washington picks. I mean, because they got Beal. And Wall, right? And they have looked like a complete dumpster fire as of late. So it's just odd to see some of the strife coming out of that. Sure, uh, but team. they're fifth in the Eastern Conference. Right. Same thing with Kyle exactly. Lowry. I mean, he's exactly. he's been he's been up and down this season as well. And again, when you, uh, I think when you stack Lowry right next to, uh, right next to Kemba Walker, you you could make a a better case for for Kemba. But at the yeah. same time, Toronto is winning, and and yeah. and that's what when the coaches. 
make these decisions. I think they weight heavily uh, wins and losses. Uh, one more thing, or a couple more things. Uh, should Marvin Williams be in the three-point shooting contest, David? Man, I didn't even think about this, and I, I just saw it, uh, you know, bounced around on Twitter. But he's what fourth in the league in in overall NBA uh, three-point shooting field goal percent. <laughs> The percent of the three-point shots that he makes. Yeah, he's first. He's first in the league in field goal percentage. He's uh, among qualified players, but he is, I think, sixty-fifth in three-point field goals made. Made. Okay. So he doesn't make because he doesn't take a lot of them. He's not a large percentage of the Hornets' offense. Uh, So that's going to be tough. Yeah, and, and it's not all. It's not strictly as as Rick Bennell pointed out on Twitter. It's not strictly numbers. You know, this no. is a this is a unlike apparently the the All Star Draft, the three point shooting contest will be televised. So it's a <laughs> it is a television event, and you want players. You don't want anyone at home going, who? And you know, well, Marvin. We know Marvin. We love Marvin. The, Marvin. Yeah. Marvin's Marvin's the cat's pajamas. He's the bee's knees, right? But you know, uh, the the national audience is going to have a little trouble identifying with Marvin Williams over a guy like Bradley Beal. Had it been in Charlotte this year, I think it's a no-brainer because then they'll try and work a couple of guys that fit the mold that would be in the market of the host city. So I think that would that would work out. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, they typically want to get guys who are just a little bit more of a – not necessarily name. I mean, the three-point contest still, it seems like they get guys that are, that are just dead-eye shooters. But you just – I mean, Doug, we watch him every night. Do you think of Marvin as a dead-eye three-point shooter? I mean, that's the other thing. He's been really good this year. But um, the Hornets as a team, right, they, they, we've talked about it. They don't shoot a ton of threes. It's not like a three-point barrage. That's true. Also, we've been we're, – we're 10 minutes into the show right now, David, and I have not – and you have not addressed the, the hat I'm wearing right now. Uh, and that's good for podcast listeners because they don't get to see it, but I am wearing <laughs> a, a wizard hat, and that right. is because uh, our draft.com challenges that we do, uh, we do these live drafts here on the show – uh, between myself, David, and Nick, and the loser, we always put something on those draft.com challenges, a little extra something other than money. And I lost a few weeks ago, and the the bet was the loser would have to wear on the show a, a wizard hat. Uh, David, you still owe me a dream journal for losing oh, yeah. uh, on the week they played Dallas, and you still owe me a Mountie hat for the week that they, the Hornets played the Toronto Raptors. And then uh, Nick still owes me a Boston accent, a bad Boston accent for one segment that uh, that he lost the week that the Hornets played Boston. Now, there's no Draft.com challenge on on this show because uh, Nick wasn't able to make it, and, and it just doesn't feel right to do it without no. Nick from the capital city. But if you love fantasy basketball, then you need to try our new favorite app. It's called Draft. It's daily fantasy basketball, but it's not like the other guys. Here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there's no management. You just set it, and you forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft will even help you take care of last-minute injuries. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part is you get to play for cold, hard cash. And if you want to bet your friends and wear, you know, magician wizard hats, then you can do that too. Uh, Draft won't help you do that, but you, you can always make that happen for yourself. But draft started just $1. There's drafts for everyone. No salary caps. You play in a real-life snake draft. 
Come and join us on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on Draft.com. However you want, whatever you want, you can do it with Draft. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use our promo code. This is important. Use our promo code LOHORNETS. That's right. Play a real money game for free just for using our promo code LOHORNETS on your first deposit on draft. We've had a ton of fun playing draft. We do listener drafts. We've given away tickets before on our listener drafts uh, that we do at 4 o'clock on Wednesdays. Uh, so please download the Draft app if you haven't already. Use our promo code LOHORNETS because they help us. They sponsor the show. We need to get the nest out there uh, supporting our sponsors who make this show happen. So again, Draft.com, sign up. Use our promo code LOHORNETS and come play around with us. I don't even want to talk about the Western Conference necessarily because it's just a bunch of Warriors and the Pelicans <laughs> front court. It's kind of boring okay. to me. Uh, so so let's say okay w- now what now the teams now the team captains drafted up but we can't watch okay. it right we yeah, can't yeah. So we I, can't see it I, on television you I know I want to get to this I want to talk to you about this um, but oh the one thing on the Western Conference uh, it's good to see Jimmy Butler in there for me because he's a guy that went from east to west Doug and 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 crashed the party and helped that Wolves team kind of get up in the upper echelon of the of the Western standing mm-hmm. so cool to see him go over there and do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and he's a guy that tried to sort of settle into his team and and do some things that were sort of outside of his comfort zone and not score a lot. And then yeah. when it became clear that that's what that's not what Minnesota needed. Minnesota needed him to be Jimmy, you know, Jimmy G buckets. He, he, he transformed into that. And to yeah. me, like that makes him an all-star over any anything. The fact that he could just say, "All right, I'm going to help the team out." And then when they were like, "No, Jimmy, we need you to actually be a primary scorer." He goes, "Okay, I can do that too." And I think that's an example of a team that didn't go full tank. I had this conversation with some folks over email the other day like they traded Love right for the overall pick, for the first overall pick in Wiggins. They were not that good obviously uh the the next year and were able to get Towns, but you tell me if I'm wrong here, Doug. They didn't go full process here. I mean, they 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 had Al Jefferson for a bit of period. They had Kevin Love for a while. You know, they bottomed out. But I don't think they went full process. Is that fair to say? That's very fair to say. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that 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 was. But listen, they've also you know they've they've been out of the. They've been bad. They've been, bad. They've been out of the playoff chase for a while. Well, what so. they did, what they did with Jimmy Butler was they stayed flexible, right? And when they had the opportunity to acquire a, a, a difference-making free agent or player via, I guess that was uh, via trade, they did it and they were able to keep them and they brought in a good coach. So just something interesting to point out as we're talking all this tank stuff, Doug. But the one thing I did want to, you brought it up, the the selection process, right? Now there's a conspiracy theory that I rather enjoyed, Doug, that I heard last week from uh, Worldwide Wob. Go on. And and here's his his theory. There is no draft. The draft is not happening. These teams have been predetermined. Okay. They're not even putting it in the players' hands. That's why it's not televised. Yeah. They're going to say, all right, guys, we're going to make these selections for you. We're not going to give you any uncomfortable pairings. Uh-huh. We're not going to get uh, Kyrie to LeBron, stuff right. like that. So we'll see. We'll see. That's the conspiracy theory out there. There is no draft. I have my wizard hat on, but I'd trade it right now for a tinfoil hat. I'm into this conspiracy. I believe it. it. You know, forget hashtag release the memo. 
Hashtag release the draft. Hashtag televise the draft. Come on. This how's, is absurd. How's, how sensitive are these guys? Honestly, Doug, I, I, I like to, I don't like to get on this soapbox and like bang on the players, but like Adam Silver said, bang. they're coming out. Soapbox. <laughs> bang. Bang away. They're, they're protecting the players. That's how, that's how, that's how, is that how fragile these egos are? You're an all-star. And even if you still get picked last, couldn't we turn? What this did into Clifford? Something? What did Clifford say the other day, David? They have a good life. The players, the coaches, <laughs> they have a good this, life. You know, the worst they, thing to this guy would be to pick last in an all-star draft. Yeah, I think I think the one thing they could allow—that's the thing. That's the trade-off, right? They make a lot of money, and we get to be entertained. We get to be entertained by them. In a, in a safe way, in, in a way that is in accordance with NBA rules, we get to be entertained by them. And now you're going to tell us, Adam Silver, commissioner of the National Basketball Association, that we have to continue to spend our hard-earned money and pay it. Money? What was that? I don't know. Hard-earned money and pay attention to your all-star festivities, but you will not allow us to be entertained? It's, How dare you? It's absurd. How dare you? These guys can take it. They, they can take the draft for, for crying out loud. Okay. Don't get, don't get me started on the uniforms, Doug. Don't even. All right, we'll get, get to that. we got plenty of time between now and the All-Star. Let's not, let's not completely yeah, go over every. Yeah, we got to fill some time. Uh, so um, we will. We're, we got a lot ahead. We're going to talk about some more NBA stuff. We've got a listener question. Plus, we're going to preview uh, tonight's game against the New Orleans Pelicans. So stick around. We'll be right back. This is Locked on Hornets. Our boys got to go Cobra Kai. We got to go 80s villain defense. Grow a goatee. Do the uh, gladiators stab him real quick in the ribs before the game? Have an Eastern game? European accent. Only on the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, some more people jumped into the chat. Quote, Richard, Amber, John in the nest here on YouTube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. Welcome in one and all. Amber wants to know, will there be any Hornets repping for All-Star Weekend? Could we see Malik Monk in the rookie game? Uh, We went over Marvin Williams. We said that's kind of doubtful for the three-point contest. I think even more doubtful is Monk in the rookie game. Unless half of these guys drop out, I don't see it happening. Yeah, uh, he's just – just Maybe next year. Played it off. Maybe, yeah, but, oh, that's right. It's a rookie. It's it's still what? It's still rookies and sophomores, but it's they, World USA. Completely, it's yeah, like completely thrown that by the wayside. Right. But I think it's still uh, World versus USA versus sophomores versus rookies. Yeah. <laughs> In a Royal Rumble match. Yeah, something like that. All right. So it just gets more confusing every year. Uh, hey, so uh, I got a segment called "Which Is Worse," and and we'll make this really quick. But I, I really I know this is kind of old. This is a, a day old, and we got to talk about these things like 15 minutes after they happen. But I just love both of these things because, again, to me, these encapsulate why the NBA is so much more entertaining to me than the NFL and then Major League Baseball, which is why it's so frustrating that they won't televise the draft because it's yeah. pettiness, it's drama, it's intrigue, it's aggravation. Those are the things that I want to watch and I want to hear about. So these are two great examples. You had uh, John Wall uh, of the Washington Wizards going after J.J. Barea of the Dallas Mavericks. John Wall calling J.J. Barea a midget. And then even better, J.J. Barea responding that no one on John Wall's own team likes him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably not too far from the truth. 
All right, so you have that uh, Berea punking John Wall, great comeback, sick burn. That's a sick That's burn. A sick That's burn. A sick Which burn. was worse, though, that or Maverick center Selah Mejri getting tossed from a game? He's, he, so he's, he gets tossed from the game. He starts yelling at the referees. Then he starts yelling at his coach, his own coach, Rick Carlisle. And Carlisle says, you can hear or you can see him mouth, you have two bleeping points Get the bleep out of here. <laughs> His own Clap. coach punking him. So which Man. is worse, Berea punking Wall by saying your own teammates don't like you, or you have Carlisle saying two, you've scored two bleeping points. Get the bleep out of here. Which is worse? Yeah, which is the worst which punking? Is the worst look. I'm gonna say Berea, Berea to to Wall. I think Carlisle kind of has that vibe about him. It's a it's a player to coach thing. It's on the it's on the Popovich doorstep, you know, of being on that level. So I'm gonna say the sicker burn, if it were, was on John Wall. I think that no, I think you're totally wrong. Uh-huh. I think the sicker burn is your own coach telling you the box score, giving you the rundown on your stats, and saying, "Don't argue with the referees." Don't argue with me. You've been ejected from the game. Two bleeping points. Get the bleep out of here. They they might need to move off this all-star break, Doug. I mean, tensions are rising right now. You Everywhere. Got the, oh my God. The relationships between the players and coaches on one side and the referees on the other has completely and utterly broken down. And there's no, there's no fine. There's no suspension that Adam Silver could levy at this moment that would that would calm the waters you know that there's nothing really that they can do punitively to to bring some kind of resolution because you've got now coaches saying that the refs are out of control that the refs are taunting the coaches <laughs> so i mean you know this situation yeah. just seems to be getting worse and worse well they got to do something about it i'm sure when they sit down at all-star uh, break it'll, they'll solve it uh, quote on here saying, what did J.J. say? Yeah, J.J. told John Wall that none of his own teammates liked him. Which, you know, you yeah. had the John Wall-Bradley Beal beef of, of a season ago. He said, I finally have someone in the NBA that I don't like, and I don't even think his own teammates like him. Hey, Double M15 on the chat had a good idea. He wants us to do an all-star draft. He wants us to draft up the players, and then the listeners can vote and and tell us who did better. I love that idea. We, we can do that. The, the best one of those I've seen is are when people try and take on the persona of LeBron and then, you know, kind of reason why he may pick one of these other two guys. I, we I can have zero interest in doing that. <laughs> this is a this is a man that hey, that Instagrams me, his past self. <laughs> I can't I can't begin to get into the mind of someone that would post a, a picture of of his younger self. And then and then write to himself in public. Shout out to young me, though. <laughs> okay. Uh, listener question here from Danny on the chat. Uh, Danny on the chat asks, looking at the – and by the way, he emailed this question in. Good for you, Danny. The longer questions, it's better to email those in because I get a chance to, like, look at them and we, we can think on them. Um, but I, I love seeing them on the chat, too. It's rapid fire. It's challenging. But I love them on email, too. Buzz buzz at LockedOnHornets.com. Says looking at the Eastern Conference standings, which teams do you realistically think would drop off 
and give us the chance to supplant them in the standings. What do you think, David? I think the teams right above them have, have a good shot. I mean, the problem is the Hornets are in 11th right now. Philly is 8th, Detroit nine, New York 10. I could see the that group of teams, you know, settling in there and falling back a little bit. Who the hell knows what's going to happen with Milwaukee now? They, they don't have a coach. So I think that's the one you also have to keep your eye on there in seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as bad as Washington plays lately, I got to think that they're going to be able to hang on and not fall that far out of it. So I think it's that same old group, Doug, same old gang of crazy kids. All right, so Milwaukee. let's let's break this down. The, the Knicks lost last night, so now they are – I had to update my little sheet here. Now they're a half game back of the Knicks for 10th yep. place. They've lost two in a row. They are three games back of the Pistons. The Pistons have lost five in a row. They're in ninth. They are in free fall mode. This is about the time that the Pistons fall apart each year. Mm. That's a veteran group. Uh, They're going in the wrong direction. The Hornets, for all of their faults, are actually moving in a positive direction. Uh, They're four games back of the Philadelphia 76ers for eighth place, who are, and the Philly is one game above 500. And that's probably, in my mind, David, the mark that's going yeah. to be eighth place. Like, I think it's going to be one game over 500, or maybe yeah. even if if things really get bad, it could be right at 500. Uh, it could be 41 and 41, could yeah. be enough with tiebreakers to get into the playoffs. But 41 to 43, I, I think, is the probably the range of wins that would allow you to slip into the playoffs, uh, into the back door. They're four and a half games behind the Bucks in seventh. You just said it. The Bucks are two games above 500. They just fired their head coach despite the wishes of their megastar. They're 9-13 and 13 on the road. They've lost six out of their last ten. And the Hornets would have the tiebreaker as of now because they have a better division record. But the Hornets have games against Atlanta. They've got games remaining against Washington. So it's really important as you look down the line to win head-to-head matchups and to win division matchups. And I forgot to mention on the 76ers, the Hornets have four remaining games against the Sixers. Wow. And they're five games behind the Pacers for sixth. They have four games left against the Pacers. So that's the thing. They have a lot of head-to-head matchups with teams that they could be battling with for not only to get into the playoffs, but for playoff positioning. So if they get even close to the Pacers – and the Pacers have an injury, or they start to slip, then then they could be dueling the Pacers for a possible seventh place, you know, sixth place. And again, these are best case scenarios. These are the Hornets uh, make an incredible run because they've got to win. You know, they got to win twenty plus games. Yeah, I think of that group: Milwaukee, Philly, Detroit, New York, and Charlotte. I mean, only Philadelphia has a better record over the last ten games than does Charlotte, and really, it should be equal. Charlotte six and four. I'm going to say they should have won that Miami game. That's just me. Uh, Philly is 7-3, and three, even though they've lost their most recent one. So over the last 10 games, they've been good out of that group. And you go further than that, I mean, Washington's 5-5. Five and five. Indiana, you mentioned, also 6-4. and four. The East, so, I mean, the East listen, the East is a disaster right now. You've got the Celtics up top. They've lost four in a row. Cleveland's lost two in a row. And we all know the problems with Cleveland. Nobody likes Kevin Love. Uh, LeBron, <laughs> LeBron James claims he has no idea who the you know what the coaching situation is, which is the most laughable thing in the entire world. 
uh, that he doesn't have any involvement in, in the future of head coach uh, Teron Liu. Like, that's incredible. Yeah, he shows up to work, man. He just uh, just puts out in the work. But there are no winning streaks. That's the thing. Like, the, the East is waiting on a yeah. team to make a run. And the Hornets, I think, are the team that's most primed to do that. When you look at the schedule, the Hornets really only have four games that I would declare immediate losses. Cleveland, Boston, and then two against Toronto. I would add New Orleans to that list, uh, depending on how they play tonight. I'm tempted to add the two games against Chicago because it doesn't seem there's a lead big enough to enter the fourth quarter to beat the Bulls this season. But you know, there's just not many games in here that I would say, man. You know, the Hornets really just—they haven't shown the ability to beat these teams. That's really it. Chicago, yeah. Cleveland, Boston, and Toronto, and they don't have many games remaining against any of those teams. When is someone in Chicago going to come to their senses and say, "Hey, guys, enough's enough"? Okay, we get your point, but listen, we got to start losing some of these games. That's your trick here, rascals. Okay, Hornets play the New Orleans Pelicans tonight. They uh, Listen, let me tell you something about New Orleans. They can score the basketball in the hoop. That's my analysis. Fourth in points, second in field goal percentage. They're ninth in three-point percentage. They're second in assists. I can go on, David. I've got more of these stats. Go for it. <laughs> They're sixth in offensive rating. They're third in effective field goal percentage. They're fourth. In true shooting percentage, they're sixth in pace. Good offensive team. And it starts, of course, with the the two Hall of Famers, Anthony Davis and Boogie Cousins. Yeah, they do give up some points as well, though, Doug. 29th in opponents' points per game (laughs) at about 111 a game. So that's why they're sitting at 25 and 21, perhaps not a bit better. But, I mean – you know, those two guys are working together. Uh, Boogie had a monster, monster, monster night the other night. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're uh, they're going to be a, a challenge, and, and the Hornets going to have to keep up the score. And that's something they've been able to do, though, Doug. They, they're, they're, they're on the precipice of, of breaking the franchise scoring record almost any time they go out these days. But we just, so I just read those numbers, and I know they they have problems on defense. But you know, listen. But listen to these numbers, these offensive numbers: fourth in points, sixth in offensive rating, third in effective field goal percentage. Like they they play Rajon Rondo, yet they're one of the leading three point shooting teams uh, in the league, and they have three point shooters not only on the first unit, they have three point shooters on the second unit, and and they can blitz you really inside and out, and yet. They, they sit, what, four games above 500. And really, yeah. I, I talked to Jake Madison of Locked On Pelicans last night about, like, what's up with this team? How can, how can they play so well on offense, so bad on defense, be only four games above 500 with all the talent that they have on this squad? And he, he said, uh, really, it just comes down to, to energy and effort. Sometimes they, they have it and sometimes they don't. And we saw this, David, with the Washington Wizards as well. It's been a problem for them. But the thing with the Wizards is they actually, like over the course of the season, they have been good on defense. They just completely take nights off. Generally, the Pelicans bad at defense, but it hits an abysmal level certain nights. And I feel like the Pelicans are one of those teams that lets their offense dictate their defense. So if the Hornets can come out 
and and keep pace with the Pelicans offensively early in this game and try to take one of Anthony Davis or DeMarcus Cousins. Pick your poison. Pick one of those guys to take out of the game. I think more often than not, teams have tried to challenge Anthony Davis because mm-hmm. there might not be challenging Boogie right now. I mean, he's putting up... He put up, what, 40, 20, and 10 the other night? Like, I mean, he's putting up kind of Wilt Chamberlain-type numbers. So maybe you try to double-team Anthony Davis, get the ball out of his hands, frustrate them offensively, and then that's going to open up plenty of things uh, offensively for the Hornets. Yeah, and that's where they're going to have to keep playing well. The bench is going to have to keep stepping up. That duo of Kaminsky and Lamb, you know, they've really developed something in that when they score well, When they get their 25, 26 points out of those two combined, it gives the Hornets a a better chance. And the continued play of the starters, Nick Batum, uh, he'll need to have another big game tonight. I mean, look, man, it's still about the Hornets uh, more than it is who they they play these days because um, when they do what they're supposed to do, they give themselves a chance. And if it gets down to a close game again – you know, we'll see how they how they react. But what's have we heard any MKG news uh, this evening? I've, I didn't even see him on the the updated injury report is not out yet. I'm sure that we will hear something around shoot around. I would expect him uh, to be. It just sounded like after the game against Sacramento that they expected MKG to return for this game. Uh, but you will make sure you're following us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets for updated information on that. I'm sure we'll hear something. Uh, around shoot around, which is usually around 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. So uh, check that out. Um, but yeah, last thing on the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, so much of their uh, shooting comes from Drew Holiday. So that's going to be a challenge for for the Hornets to guard, both on the first unit and second unit, because they really like to stagger him uh, with, with the bench as well. Uh, so staying attached to him, uh, Michael Carter-Williams, his defense will be very important in this game. Uh, so, a lot to watch for in this one. This is go- This is a talented team. This is a yeah. team that's given the, the the no matter the roster. Anthony Davis gives the Hornets problems, you know, eternally. So, um, over yeah. under technicals tonight, Doug. Over under one and a half. Oh my game. gosh, over. Oh, I'm going over because uh, you you've seen Dwight Howard uh, basically uh, just desire these technicals, want these technicals, <laughs> earn these technicals. So yeah. Uh, you, when you combine Dwight Howard and Boogie Cousins, there could be some electricity tonight in Spectrum Center. Uh, so make sure you get in there, watch that game. We're going to be there. Follow us on Twitter so you can uh, stay up up to date on everything that's going on in the arena. And uh, that'll do it for us on this edition of Locked on Hornets. Fun show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching on YouTube.com forward slash Locked on Hornets. Thanks to everyone on the nest for chatting with us, for keeping it lively. Shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. And uh, make sure you're listening and subscribe to the podcast version of this show as well on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast. We'll probably be back on Spotify one day. I don't know. I really don't even know what happened there. I <laughs> we're working on it behind the scenes. The elves are running around trying to plug wires back in and get this That's thing pro- figured out. Uh, we're we're gonna be back regardless. We're gonna be back tomorrow with a recap of this game against New Orleans for David. I'm Doug saying, "Go Hornets, go America, let's swarm Charlotte." 